0: We are back from our break. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors of this second half of our show, which is Five Marketing. Mike's absolutely amazing for all of your website needs. And Sarah, keep it Sarah simple. She is your go-to for your diet needs. We talk a lot about getting better with your self-care and what you eat and what all of that means. And she can dive a lot more into it if you are interested. So definitely reach out if she is your girl. And that's keep it Sarah simple and Five Marketing.
1: So, I made an announcement last week when we were live. Okay. October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month.
0: Yes, it is. And last
1: week was the first day of October. Yes. So, I'm going to remind our listeners, real men wear pink.
0: Yes, they do.
1: And we're going to be wearing pink. If you see me in the community, I have lots of colors of shirts, but for this month, I have one color.
0: And that is pink. And that is pink. Okay.
1: And just for the record, um, breast cancer is kind of a soft pink. Okay. Ours is not a sock.
0: No, it is a bright in your face. We are loud and we are proud. Yes, pink.
1: it is kicking cancer. Pink.
0: I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I just want to remind the listeners that if you know if if you care about this particular cancer, if it's affected you or your family in any way, Roman wear pink. Let's okay. unify as gentlemen for these ladies and because, men and men and men. Don't leave them out. And I have a story coming about a guy. Okay. Affected by breast cancer. But I don't want to ruin that story for the future. Okay. I think um, those are important. Yeah.
0: I think that's a big one. I'm excited for that one. That's but new news to me. I'm that, excited for that.
1: But what I did say last week was that uh, over the course of the last 50 years, we've made some progress right. on, on breast cancer, but only in one area. And, and, and so what I brought up was the fact that in 1975, if you were diagnosed with breast cancer, you had... A 75% chance of surviving. Okay. But as of 2013, which is still almost 10 years ago, it had gone up to 92%. Wow. Now it's up to 96%. Okay. So it's a huge
0: survival rate.
1: Huge survival rate. But the problem is it still remains the most common cancer in the United States.
0: Which is alarming. Yeah. That it's got...
1: So we talked about that a little bit last week, remember? Yes. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, how are we improving the survival, but we're not improving the occurrence?
0: Some Money? Am I t-
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and just as a reminder from, from last week, we talked a lot about food. Right. Okay, and so I'm just gonna touch on this really quick, because again, it was on last week's, and and I, I wanna encourage our listeners, if you have not found us, on your podcast. We're on every single one of them. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We're on Audible. And if there's an episode that you missed, go back and find it.
0: Or if there's an episode that you think that somebody would appreciate or just touches you, reminds you of somebody, you can also share them with those people. Um, I think what... What we talk about has a lot of valuable information, the shocking information. I mean, it's truly shocking and it's, it's there to help you better yourself. It's to educate you. Like I was saying earlier, knowledge is, or yeah, knowledge is powerful. Yeah. And so definitely share these with people so they can continue to better themselves as well.
1: Well, and like we talked about in the last half hour, you know, one of my goals was that save yourself, Mm -hmm. then each one, teach one. Yep. And you know, one of the things that I'm really proud of is that one of the people that I've been able to help is you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So each one to each one. Well, if if you hear something in our shows, you know, like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. That's really shocking. Yeah. Share that with somebody. Mm-hmm. Share it and the more you share, the more downloads we get, the more people hear about this show. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna revisit what, what is actually out there in the podcast because it was last week's show, but I think this is worth revisiting. Okay. Okay? So the book that I referenced last week is 30 years old already. Right. This book is called The Cancer Resident Diet. It was written in 1993, and and it said in there that some of the medical evidence for why breast cancer is still so prevalent is food. Mm-hmm. No shocking surprise there. Right? right? But there was a... Um, a a Belgium cancer Congress in 1923. Okay. That's a hundred years ago. Yeah. And there was a gentleman named Frederick Hoffman. His job was, he was the cancer statistician for Prudential Life. So his job with Prudential Life was to look at all the statistics related to cancer and then tell Prudential what rates to use for life insurance. Right. Okay. So he goes to this conference, In Belgium, and he said that he had observed in the Indians, the native people of Bolivia and Peru, had no cancer rates. That's weird. Isn't that interesting? Yes. So then he thought, well, is there a correlation? So he comes back... And, and I'm, I'm going to go back to the book and quote. He says, similar investigations of mine among the Navajo and Zuni Indians, uh, Indians of Arizona and New Mexico yielded identical results. So he associated the rise of cancer in industrial societies to overnutrition and the introduction of refined and artificial foods. A hundred years ago. Wow hundred years Yeah. Ago. <laughs> and then in or 1975, there was a control study that was done among 77 breast cancer cases and seven different control groups. Okay. And they found five categories of food associated with causing breast cancer. Fried foods, fried potatoes, hard fat used for frying, Non milk dairy products and white bread. Really? So, a study done, uh, wow, how 40 almost 50 years ago, yeah, found that those food products were causing breast cancer.
0: Non dairy, huh?
1: So, non dairy, if you think about it, like you can buy this powder that's that is milk, but oh, not really milk, okay, yeah, right? So, it's a non dairy. Product. Uh, product. Okay. Um, when I was growing up, my mother would go to someone who had a cow and she would buy real milk and then to dilute it down because we didn't have a lot of money in the house. She would buy this powdered milk and then mix them together. Okay. Right? Yeah. So that's that non-dairy, dairy products. Okay. Or non milk. Um, but fried foods.
0: Yeah, that's we a We talked last one. episode,
1: last half hour about the rise in fast food. Mm-hmm.
0: That's all fried food. Yeah, all of it.
1: So... In my non-medical opinion, <laughs> breast cancer isn't going down because we're consuming this kind of food. Right. We've yeah. done a good job of saying you have breast cancer. We've got this treatment for you. Um, but the new shocking information I have for you, I actually found out since we did the last show. Okay. Uh, so there's a, there was a listening to this doctor's podcast. And he he said there was a study done in 1994. That had been going on for 12 years. Oh, wow. So it started in 82. Yeah. Over those 12 years, they studied adults who got cancer. So they ruled out childhood cancer. Okay. And adults who got cancer that used chemotherapy. In 97% of the cases, chemotherapy did not work. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you're speechless.
0: That's a... That is, that's should be eliminated at that point.
1: Well, his his whole point was, if Ford Motor Company made a car that exploded ninety seven percent of the time, they would stop making that car. One
0: hundred percent, it would be discontinued Discontinued. and taken off the market.
1: Recalled immediately.
0: Immediately.
1: So he said, "Why are we still?" And this is, this is ninety four. Right. But it was an interview that I saw recently. So recently, he referenced a study from '94. Yeah. And he says, Why are we still doing something that almost 30 years ago we knew 97% of the time wasn't working? Yeah. And he said, Here's why
0: mm-hmm. money. I have a, yeah.
1: Because oncologists can buy chemotherapy from the wholesaler. For let's say five thousand dollars. I'm just throwing a number out there, but for right. five thousand, and then they charge you nine thousand and they charge the insurance. Fifteen
0: thousand. I mean, well,
1: no, they charge you twelve thousand, they charge the insurance nine, and they pocket the three.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Okay. So the wholesale price is five, they retail it to you for twelve, they charge the insurance nine, and they pocket the three.
0: It's all about money. At it's the all about end of the money. Day.
1: He said chemotherapy is not working.
0: And that's what's crazy to me is because you go to the doctors tr- trusting them, trusting that they know what's best for you, trusting that they've seen this enough, that, that this is their expertise. And you go in there scared. You're terrified. You don't know what you're up against. you know? you know, So you you really do trust those doctors, and it's such a shame that something like chemotherapy your weakness is taken advantage of so much in such a vulnerable time.
1: Remember when Brenda was in the studio with us?
0: Mm -hmm. How could I forget? Right. Love you, Brenda.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, so she said she got the paper that said if she did chemotherapy, it, it, she had five times more likely for it to come back Mm -hmm. if she did chemotherapy. So she wasn't going to do chemotherapy. Right. Except the oncologist's recommendation was instead of eight doses, we only do four doses. So he was still just, recommending yeah. chemotherapy, yeah. even though the report said it wasn't going to work. In fact, not only wasn't going to work, it was going to make the chance
0: of getting cancer worse. So we'll just we'll just decrease it, but we'll still give you some, right? Like what?
1: So here's what I thought was so amazing that this doctor that I saw this little video. He said um, many women go out and they do runs, especially here in the month of October. Um, there's one up in the Vancouver called the Girlfriend Run, and they raise. Tons of money that then go to pharmaceuticals to develop more drugs. Right. Okay? He said, he says, here's what you do. You take selenium, which is something you can buy at any, gro- any grocery store, any health food store. It's just a tablet. It's called selenium. 200 milligrams per day. And in one, if young girls start taking this now, in one generation, we would see an 82% reduction in new cases of breast cancer whoa you know how you get rid of breast cancer selenium
0: 82 percent decreased huh in new cases wow that's insane so 82 percent of the people that would get breast cancer if they Won't took this medication 82 percent of you wouldn't And, and it's get. not even medication
1: you, you just go to fred meyer go to the vitamin section
0: oh it's a vitamin
1: it's a vitamin it's You just go to the of supplement. Of it is. You, there's no money in fruits and vegetables.
0: There's not. Dang it.
1: So go to Fred so, Meyer later today. Yeah. And go to the the vitamin section, and it's alphabetized. So go to the S's and look for selenium. And you can buy it right off the counter. That you is... take 200 milligrams a day. If every young girl, and I'm saying ages... You know, 50 to 30 mm-hmm. if they started taking 200 milligrams of selenium a day what this doctor is saying is that in one generation we're going to see an 82 percent reduction in new case of breast cancer
0: so now this might be a stupid question but what about somebody for me that's above 30 is it still beneficial to oh yeah me?
1: oh yeah When I I called Brenda to tell her this, I didn't even finish the sentence. (laughs) I didn't finish the sentence and she said selenium. She knew what I was talking about. And Brenda's in her mid-50s. Okay. So it doesn't matter what age you are. His point is if we started getting younger girls now at 20 in one generation, now they're in their 40s or 50s. I
0: see what you're saying. Right. But it's still beneficial to all ages.
1: Right. It's beneficial to all ages. Okay. But in the book – 1975 to now that's roughly one generation yeah and we saw a reduction in deaths we had we had a 96 percent chance of surviving but it's still the number one cancer so how do you make this not the number one cancer food food
0: yeah and well and just health care your health care fruits vegetables and vitamins yeah and I it's just, amazing. When, when
1: I heard this, and again, and I would have to go back and find out his exact name, but you know, he was a doctor and he was talking about this kind of stuff in a little podcast. And he said, You want to see how you reduce breast cancer? 200 milligrams a day of selenium, 82% reduction in one generation.
0: That's crazy. That's amazing. Roman. I wish it was talked about more. I wish that it was put out there more. It's, it's sad that non money making things are not pushed enough. Correct. It's all about the dollar signs.
1: And that was his whole point.
0: And that's frustrating.
1: That was his whole point. So how about a story? Okay. How about you a good story?
0: G- I was going to say. How about a good story? <laughs> okay.
1: How about a good story? So I, if we go back in our timeline, we're, we're about June of 2019. Okay. Uh, a little earlier than that, I, I believe it was like uh, April, I had gone down to Albany to their chamber of commerce, just, you know, trying to get involved in the community. Right. I always bring a shirt with me to give away as a door prize. Mm-hmm. And the winner of the door prize has become a very really good supporter friend of mine. His name is Russ Hedge. Okay. I, you, you met Russ. I have. You have met Yes. Me. So at the time, Russ was working for CERB Pro down there in Benton County. And he turned to me and he said, I'm going to give this to one of my employees who was there with me. And he said, because her sister... Beat cancer. Okay, so I gave it to this young lady, and uh, she came to me slightly in tears, and and had heard about this walk that we we're going to do back in in June of 2019.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she says, "My sister and I wanted to walk with you." Still hadn't met the sister. Right. Sister's name is Becca Lloyd. Okay. so I haven't met the sister yet, but I reached out to the sister, and I said, "You know, we we tell stories in newsletters, and I would love to hear your story." and share your story if you're okay with that. And then weeks went by, and she hadn't replied. And so I called her. I said, it's okay if you change your mind. Right. Because I understand. And she says, no, I haven't changed my mind. It was just harder to relive it than I thought.
0: Right. I could only imagine.
1: And so I actually sent you a copy of... You did. And and she says, right here at the start, she says, here's my story. Sorry it took me so long. Uh, I didn't want. To, I didn't want you to think I was ghosting you, but this was a lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be.
0: I to relive. Yeah, what yeah she I can went only through. imagine. Honestly, uh, thinking of those things, and I think a lot of times our brains try to cut out the really bad parts. I think
1: it's a self defense mechanism. It,
0: it is. It truly is. I remember somebody telling me that, and it was like. You're onto something. I think they were like, "It's true." Like yeah. a lot of, uh, for like mothers in particular, we forget how bad labor is, so that we keep producing. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, I think in her case, part of why it was easy for her to to not think about it was one. As we get into this, it was a pretty intense experience for her, but uh, she had heard 14 years ago that she had 14 days to live.
0: That's bizarre. I couldn't imagine.
1: Yeah. So try to try to put on paper and relive that experience. Yeah. But she did. She threw it out for me, and I want to share her story.
0: Yes, please do. And I've only met this, uh,
1: this young lady twice. She came to the walk at the end of June, and uh, knowing that July was Bone Cancer Awareness Month, um... I said, we, we've been honoring people. We honored Michael back in May. We honored somebody in June. I said, can we honor you in July? And she agreed to that. Yeah. So we honored Becca Lloyd of the month of July because it was Bone Cancer Awareness Month. And we did our first event with the Corvallis Knights and because they had a strikeout cancer. Yeah. Well, they agreed to let Becca be their guest of honor.
0: Oh, okay. So she and her
1: husband came. And during the 17th stretch, they actually told her story over the speaker and had her stand up, and about 2,000 people applauded her.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool.
1: So, Becca uh, was just was just short of her 24th birthday, um, and I, she actually told me the date. It was um, March 2008. Okay. So a little ways back, she was just having some weird symptoms, like she was tired. Um, she was. Working as couple jobs, going to school, she was figured just so she was just tired from all that work that she was going through, um, and then she—that was the flu. But then one night she actually passed out in the bathroom. Oh wow. And so people were getting a little worried what was going on. They went to the doctors to see what was happening. Um, they did some blood work, and they, de- they determined that, that something was definitely not right. In fact, she says the, um, they thought, I initially, I had blood cancer, and scheduled a lymph node biopsy to determine more. The lymph node was completely filled with cancer. Wow. And again, for the listeners who don't understand what that all means is you, you have a lymphatic system, mm-hmm. and your lymph nodes are what function with that lymphatic system in brenda's case the cancer was in her left breast and when it went metastatic it actually jumped across into this area of her, her arm where the lymph nodes are at right um in brenda's case it took out 10 of her lymph nodes and began analyzing them mm. and i think it was like the fourth or fifth one they saw cancer in the lymph node which then they knew that it had gone metastatic right okay In her case, in Becca's case, she said the lymph nodes were completely filled with cancer. So that was... That's scary. ...severe. So they sent her off to Denver to a cancer center. Um, They did a bone marrow biopsy to determine that she had ALL, which is acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Okay. We talked about a young man a few weeks ago that had that, remember? Yeah. Nolan DeHart Mm -hmm. had that. Yep. Uh, And And... That is a blood cancer. But she said this was normally a disease that children or old people got. It was very strange for her in her early 20s to have that. Yeah. So they began doing some more digging to figure out why. Why would a 24-year-old have that? And they determined that it was really the, the source of it was her bone marrow. Oh. So, yes, she had leukemia, but more importantly, she had... Bone cancer,
0: and that's kind of where it stemmed from.
1: same from the bone cancer. Okay, yeah. So uh, she actually lived in the ICU for a month. Completed two rounds of chemotherapy. Uh, the transformation could not have been more drastic. The doctor declared my blood completely cancer-free. Although I was now bald and felt, I felt well again. I was walking off oxygen. My headaches were gone. I was only feeling nauseous when I did the treatment. At the end of two rounds of chemo, the doctor had a meeting with me and my mom and they said that they had found something alarming in the blood work. The kind of cancer I had included Philadelphia chromosome, making it an extremely aggressive and fast reproducing cancer. Jeez. This explained both why it had come on so suddenly as well as why it had been so easy to beat back. The doctor told me that because of this, the chance of the cancer coming back without further treatment was 95%.
0: So it was like a sure thing it was coming back, basically. Yeah.
1: And as they began to do some digging, they determined that the bone marrow transplant was what was going to have to solve the problem. So, yes, she had beaten blood cancer because that was the ALL. Right. But because of this Philadelphia chromosome... It was going to come back aggressive. It was going to come back fast. And so they had to do some more treatment, and she had to have a bone marrow transplant.
0: Which I've heard are extremely painful.
1: I, I have never gone through one, but I've heard the same thing. Yeah,
0: I've heard what's one of the most painful.
1: Well, if you can visualize your bone, and the middle of your bone is the marrow. Mm-hmm. So they've got to get through the bone mm-hmm. to get to the marrow, and they've got to get that marrow out and transplant it with new marrow. Yeah. So just visualizing that whole procedure right. sounds painful.
0: Absolutely. Right.
1: Jeez. But because the marrow was the cause of the problem, uh, and and again, this story is on our website because um, we're not gonna have time to get really really deep into it. But just go to kicking-cancer.org, hit stories, um, and then put in B E K A. That's Becca Becca Lloyd. And you can read this story on our website. Okay. Um, but uh, she, she had to find a bone marrow match.
0: Or she was going to pass Died. within 14 days, right?
1: Right. right. My body had, had to slow. Oh, and, and it turns out the match was her brother.
0: Oh, wow. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. So she's that said, good? That's a good thing, right? It's a good thing. It's a great thing.
1: It's a great thing. She says, uh, my younger brother, John, was a perfect match and agreed to, to be my donor. Once, once I was placed in ICU, my immune system was completely gone. I received my brother's bone marrow cells in the middle of August. This was 2008. Just as, uh, uh, just as with any organ transplant, there's always a danger that the body will reject the cells as not its own. That's scary. My body was quite accepting, and I only had minor graft-versus-host-disease symptoms. Okay. But it was still a long, slow, agonizing recovery.
0: That's okay. At least it was a recovery. And nothing worse.
1: So she talks in here a little bit farther about being released from the hospital. When I was released from the hospital, I was on 27 different medications. Jeez! I had to stay within 30 miles of the hospital at all times. I had to have someone with me at all times, so her mom stayed with her. Yeah. Finally, in November of 2008, I was released to go home again. And so she went from Denver back to, she lives in Sayo, so she's just okay. barely south of Salem. Yep, yep. Right. Um, I still had to return to the hospital three times per week, but gradually these visits lessened until I was finally released to an annual visit. I have been able to come off all medications, and I'm 100 percent cancer free. Wow. This is my 11th and actually now it's her 14th year and uh, earlier in her story she actually referenced a friend of hers that told her that he felt like Psalms one eighteen, seventeen 17 was her scripture. Wow. So the scripture says and again kicking cancer is not a religious organization right but i have no problem telling you that god can cure your cancer absolutely right so the scripture says i shall not die but live and declare the words of the lord so she says here um let's see it's my 14th year and the scripture rings true i have not died but have lived and declared the words of the lord
0: amen to that yeah that's pretty awesome good story that was a great story that was a really great story all right well i'm going to give a shout out to our sponsors five marketing and keep it sarah simple you guys are absolutely amazing make sure to reach out to them and show them your love and support you guys and we will be back next saturday as as the the movement
1: continues. continues